0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Zach Town FC Podcast. My name is Luis and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan?
1: Good Luis, how are you man?
0: I'm doing good, thanks. We we have a lot to talk about today and you know we got two games. One that just ended literally, I mean, hours ago. So um let's get this started.
1: Awesome, looking forward to it.
0: So You had a quote that you were talking to me off air, too, that you wanted to talk about our coach mentioned. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, so I find it interesting. This came from the Domino blog. Um, They were able to interview Coach Briggs uh, recently about some of the things that he sees with the team. And I found an interesting quote that I really wanted to share. And it said, I think first, and this is from Coach, I think. First and foremost, you know, Sacramento Republic is probably the biggest club in the USL. And with that comes certain expectations. I read that quote and I've looked at our results over the last two friendlies that we've had and kind of the demeanor and work ethic that the club has shown through their social media and they're sending invitations out to people. I feel like that is a, is a good way to really bring in community and get kind of the, the the blood pumping for the supporters group. So, again, I think first and foremost, you know Sacramento Republic is probably the biggest club in the USL, and with that comes certain responsibilities. I think there was a quote with Spider-Man, right? And with Spider-Man was a quote about I, – I can't think of it off of my head. Maybe you can help me out here, Luis, but the quote from Spider-Man.
0: Oh, it sounds – something with responsibilities, right? Like with great powers comes great responsibilities. Was that it?
1: I think that's it. Um, and it was from his uncle Ben. So remember with great power comes great responsibility. That was uncle Ben to Peter Parker, right before uncle Ben had been murdered.
0: So I I think, you know, that, that quote that, that he mentioned too, I think it really reflects what, like you were saying, you know, what the two past games were, but I think he's right and you know it's not just because that's the team he's coaching right now or because you know we're a big fan of Sacramento Republic but if you look at all the teams right on the USL like we're about to join MLS now and there's no other team right now I think that is really the biggest club in the USL not to you know be selfish or anything but I think that there are a lot of expectations with this team especially this season and the next season because we're going to be an official MLS franchise. So it's almost like we need to live up to that expectation and, you know, try and get good results in the USL right now too. So
1: I think right now, yeah. And you know, the the question that I, that I pose and I've asked people on Twitter, when you look at any game, right. At at least within the idea and the scope of preseason and friendlies, Is a win a win, or are we looking for certain things from that result? And I think with Coach's reaction and what he's saying here, um, he's impressed by the quality of the squad. He he knows what's there. And and being the academy coach, he has firsthand knowledge of what is at his disposal when it comes to the younger guys. So when you look at the Reno game, um, you know it was a 1-0 result. We we won 1-0, and there's a lot to look forward to from that, I think.
0: Yeah, the, there's a lot that we can probably take out of that game, too. Um, that game actually was played at um, Consumes River College. And I know in the previous pod, we said it was going to be in Reno. So they actually played it somewhere else. And I don't think it was ever even mentioned where that game was going to be at.
1: But that's, that's where the game was at, too. So
0: it was actually closer than we thought.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, we could have made yeah. it instead of having Danny sit in the parking garage. I think he's still there because he didn't want to join us tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. He might not have, the, he might not have any signal on his own. That's why.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he's Thursday. probably, it's probably, it was probably cold enough. He's probably stuck on there. Danny, if you can hear us, um, thaw, man, thaw, and come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely too. Um, but you know, for this game, I think one of the biggest takeaways was, you know, all the minutes that we were able to play against, you know, what is probably one of our biggest rival in our conference, that one rival that, we always look forward to playing against and uh, you know, we've played against in the past two open cups. So great experience being able to play against them because we might see them more than we think, especially if we do play against them in the open cup. So let's look forward to that and hopefully we beat them a third time. <laughs> we do.
1: Anytime you can beat Reno is a good time. Um, especially with even scrimmage a 120 minute scrimmage. Again, we're going very long with those first two scrimmages. Uh, we played 120 minutes against Seattle. We played another 120 minutes here. I'd be interested to know when the goal was scored in that 120 minutes. But it's not like they came, um, like Reno came to Sacramento with a lesser team. They have two really solid forwards. Uh, that Diaz and Griny were able to hold down with Corey Herzog and Foster Langsdorf, two really good finishers. Um, probably the the best duo in USL when it comes to to complete scorers in the league.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're both they're both pretty dangerous up front too. So I mean, that props to Diaz and Griny, you know, because. It's not easy, especially when you get two players that have been playing together for a while, too. So it's really great to to see that, too. So it was cool. Um, one of the biggest notes, I think, that came out of it, too, was a quote that, you know, you were talking to me about. Do you remember that yes. quote?
1: So the quote of uh, Coach being impressed by the quality of the squad. But not only that, the biggest note of it, um, Coach, again, this is coming from the indomitable um, blog. It says, I think there's an awful lot of talent here to be honest, which is why I originally came as the Academy Director. Now it's about utilizing that talent and giving that talent an opportunity to represent the first team. I really like this quote. Um you know as as somebody who's looked at total soccer and read books about, you know, the Ajax and how Ajax is created, it's very much the same philosophy with Ajax um there not concerned about the results of their of their second team or their their academy, they're more concerned with that those players being able to come in without missing a beat into the first team. And Coach Briggs has done a really good job, in fact, a great job of mixing in talent to kind of hold that Ajax model, uh, which I feel is one of the best in Europe. And, and you can argue about this, but with the way they've represented themselves at both, you know, the the club level for the league and the club level within Champions League in Europa, it wasn't too far removed from a final against Manchester United. And then last year, I believe they made it to the semifinal of the, of the Champions League. So they're really building something in that program thanks to, you know, what they've had previously. And now Edwin Bandasar, um, coming in and taking the reins of, of the of the club.
0: Yeah. So hey, if we can follow their philosophy and you know have something like that, that'll be great because as we've said it before, you know, if we start now, these players are gonna be more experienced by the time that we join the MLS. And you know, we might be able to have them be on the first team when we start MLS and that'd be
1: amazing. Right. And I think and I think that that's gonna be a big thing when we talk a little bit about what happened today's result at Avaya. Um yeah, it's closed door, but still it's a result that should um be be noted and should be treasured in that they went into to a to an opponent's place and did their job. They executed what they what they planned to do.
0: So you went out to New Glory
1: <laughs> earlier today? Yes, yeah, so tell us more about that? You know, um the the New Glory brewery company, um the, the new glory brewing company has done a really good job of being a part of the community for Sac Republic. They did the can uh, drawing. They started that last year with, uh, you know, making a, a can design for the Republic for their Uber dank beer this year. They did. They've done the same thing for their beer where they had fans uh, create a logo uh, for a beer can that will take, um, that will go on all their beer cans for the year. And Dustin Avila, um, won that, you know, picture drawing and the, the creation is amazing. It's, it's really well done. I think it's going to look really good on their cans, but I want to shout out to, to chef Brian for the food out there. If you ever have a chance and you're out in the Granite Bay area, please take a minute to go visit, have, you know, a gummy worm beer, um, and some of their food because the food there is excellent. Um, we had the Brussels sprout pizza tonight and my son who's not been feeling well had a pretzel that was the size of his head. (laughs) And so if you are out that way, make sure you guys stop by, grab a pint, grab some food, um, and really just enjoy the atmosphere there at new glory brewery.
0: Yeah, definitely support them. You know, they, they support Sacramento and Sacramento Republic. Um, that, that can, our work is amazing. The fact that they allow fans to be able to put artwork on their beer cans is really great. You know, it's really cool. And we mentioned this before in another podcast, but it's just really great when local companies do this and when they provide this opportunity to, to fans, to, to be more involved uh, in the community themselves as well, too. Um, the can is actually also going to be sold, uh, Papa Murphy's part two is what I was reading yeah, I will,
1: too, so. on the 7th, starting on the 7th, the can will be available at Papa Murphy's and at their location in, um, I believe it's Midtown, but also their location here in Granite Bay.
0: Nice. That's cool.
1: So you
0: guys know where to buy it and, you know, buy buy an extra one to have it over in the collection. So
1: never, extra never one. a bad thing. I, you have Cruz Azul bottles, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely an expression, right? An expression of the abilities of our of our community with our artwork. I mean, we we are an art based community.
0: Yeah, especially with the murals. When you look at the when they do the mural competition each year, and the scarves, and even the murals
1: downtown and and everywhere else. So Sacramento does a really good job of promoting their their artists. Yeah,
0: and that's that's really great. So one of the things that the team actually announced this week was that they're actually going to allow fans to attend a training session. And it's happening on Tuesday, February 25th at 10 a.m. And, you know, not to, you know, make it seem like we were the ones that, you know, helped encourage this, but I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I think that maybe the team may have gotten some inspiration from us telling them about getting some footage of the training to them now saying like, Anyone who wants to come watch the training, come watch it.
1: Yeah, I think I think this is a great opportunity. I, again, with Kevin Burdick in, in the community investment um, side of things uh, and Will Strom, who, who helps with the media, I think those two individuals together are, are doing a really great job of tying in the community to get people involved with the club. I, I don't think there's any other clubs who do this, but uh, it is great, especially if you're a coach or even a a youth coach at any level, taking the time to go to one of these training sessions is gonna be great because it allows you to see something different and you can get ideas and and piggyback and I'm sure coach will be available to ask questions. Uh, I remember a few years ago, uh, we, we had gone to St. Mary's and we viewed their training session and it really allowed us to see a different way. So when we took it back to the high school, it really allowed us to get more out of our players. And I think that is a key. Um, Anytime you get an opportunity to go to a training session, to see how they do it, allows you to change and manipulate uh, what you've got going or even make it better. But I would say if you are a coach or even just a fan of the game, take take a couple hours, call in sick, go (laughs) see this down at Consume This River, 10 a.m., February 25th.
0: I don't recall. I may be wrong, but I don't recall them really inviting fans out to training sessions before in the past. Do you recall them never doing this? You know,
1: I I, if they did, I would never have been able to figure it out because I I was down in the Bay Area. So even making (laughs) it would have been a hard, hard opportunity. But now that I'm up here, um, I'll be making those. If there's more of those sessions available, I'll definitely be making time to go see one of those sessions. And we'll keep posting them on our Twitter. Uh, The team will have them on there on their end but we'll make sure we make it available to you guys as well
0: yeah so you know thank you to the team for providing these opportunities to all the fans and it's it's awesome you know thank you guys thank you for really listening to us and hey if we were the people who helped encourage this then that's awesome too and if we're not then hey it's great to see you guys doing this and and all that too and yeah
1: Last week we had um, we had pa- uh, Port Power Arizona, um, who I, I hope is able to enjoy SmackDown tonight if he if he was able to get there. <laughs> I don't think um, he went actually. He, oh, he didn't. Oh. No, yeah,
0: yeah, I was reading the went. comments here. Yeah, but he was going to go to like a restaurant next to.
1: Okay, menu. That, oh, that's right. The do- the dollar beer that he got he got a, yeah. a text message about. That's right. Um, he was asking us last week about tickets and why tickets hadn't gone on sale, and we're still perplexed by it. I know he uh, reached out to somebody or the team had him reach out to somebody, but single ticket, single game tickets are on sale for March home games. Um, Those that went into effect, I believe after our podcast last week um, or maybe even before, but just for March, it's only the March home games. And there's actually a pre-sale that will start Monday, March 30th for games that will go um, until June 27th. So if you're coming from out of town or Arizona, Uh, make sure you you get those tickets in advance starting March 30th. That will go for matches in April all the way till June 27th. So make sure you get in on that as soon as possible when those tickets become available.
0: Yeah. And usually the team sends out a pre-sale code through your email. So if you're signed up for their emails, usually that's... I know that's one of the ways that they send that out. And I'm pretty sure maybe if you're a season ticket holder, you would probably get it in your email. But... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... That, that's that's how they send their their thing out, too. And, you know, I think when we were talking about this last week, I was thinking about it, and I think the reason that they're being so late to be able to offer tickets is probably because we're probably going to see record, like, attendance this season. So they're trying to give season ticket holders, like, a more of an opportunity to be able to purchase um, more tickets ahead of time. So I think they're probably doing this to just, you know, make sure that they get the right amount of time to figure out like how many tickets they're going to buy for other people. So that's, that's what I think. And that's why they're really releasing the games uh, at a much slower pace than they did other seasons too. So.
1: That's fair. But at the same time, you you do have people who schedule trips to see family or even vacation trips around this time of year for soccer. you know, we haven't, it's new, right? We, we haven't had a soccer team for that long, but, you know, people are starting to take notice. Again, it goes back to that quote of, of coach. I think we're, I think first and foremost, you know, Sac Republic is probably the biggest club in the USL. And with <laughs> that comes certain expectations. Well, people are setting that bar high. They're trying to get tickets early. So I think the front office needs to start thinking about that and accommodating people um, sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, especially you know if they're coming from, from out of state too. I mean that's <laughs> that's a flight. That's you know like I want to make sure I get a ticket too. So um, yeah, I know someone from the Tower Bridge actually reached out to Port Power, letting them know that that they would be getting them a ticket. So great that yeah, they they reached out to them.
1: That's that community aspect, right? Everybody's got each other's back, and you know even to the point where I think we'll we'll start talking about ways to implement maybe a moment of solidarity for home games or a moment of community where everybody does something together at a minute mark or, you know, every once in a while within a minute or within 20 or 30 minutes, something that shows that we're all together, especially with the way in the atmosphere of today's society, what's going on in Cincinnati, uh, what's, what occurred in Reno. I'd really like to have Sacramento be, be a, Um, be somebody who sets the bar for how connected and how together uh, our supporters are of this club and each other
0: yeah that would be that would be amazing too so hey if the team's listening to us now then we just gave you another idea too so
1: (laughs) we'll keep them coming we'll keep them coming
0: yeah definitely every podcast more ideas so hey the marketing team is getting so much so much
1: ideas here, so yeah. Hey, we're we're helping them out. We're doing them a favor. So hey man, we had a result today. Let's, oh yeah. Let's uh <laughs> wow. I, I was sitting at in class today teaching kids and you know that result came across and man, ninety minutes, not your hundred and twenty minutes that we had against Seattle and Reno, ninety minutes against one of the top MLS clubs that <laughs> have a great coach, a structure with great tactics. Um and our boys went in there and, and, and did a job. Let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, it was a, it was a great game. Uh, it was a a bias stadium. I mean, again, it was closed door. Nobody could go into. We got a couple of pictures at least too, but it it was, it was a pretty good game too. So we we figured they they came out with a four three three with uh, formation or the starting eleven being uh, Grinwis. We had McCrary, Ash Ashkanov, Mahoney sarges and then uh, midfield we had wheeler B. J. skundrick and then up forward we had werner formella and awasa um, it ended in a 3-1 win with uh, two goals coming by from skundrick one from cam and usually and they actually came in at the seventh and the eleventh minute and uh second goal by skundrick came on the 29th and the only goal from the quakes came in on the 13th so Really, you know, early goals early on. And, hey, if we can get used to scoring early, then the better, you know, because last season we had we had a couple issues, you know, being able to get ahead of ourselves on the score line. So
1: that's yeah. that's I great mean, to see that. For, for Scudrick to have a brace uh, within 30 minutes of play, and he was involved on all three goals. He had an assist on the Owasi goal. Um at the seventh minute and then he had the two goals for himself, the eleventh and the twenty-ninth, as you had mentioned. But it's good to get a brace. I think for him the main thing is gonna be that confidence level. Mm-hmm. If you can put him in the back of the net and he can get that confidence, especially playing in the midfield role. Um I'm I'm assuming he played in the middle or, or on a wing. I mean you can only play one or the other, but mm-hmm. I think he played more of the midfield position, um, the center of the park. And really was able to to do a lot of damage from that and with the formation I think you're going a diamond in front with uh, Werner and Formilia, um on the wide of Owasa, and I think that was your, your formation up front in the back you had your, your potentially flat four maybe a little pushing up the pitch from McCrary and Sargis but I think this is a really good result and I, I look forward to this and we had mentioned um, on Twitter to coach, "Hey, if we could have more results like uh, Wolves with four nil the other day, <laughs> um, and he, here we go—it's a—it's a three-one it's a game, and I didn't get to see any goals that were scored, but I think it was—I think that's what we were looking for."
0: Yeah, definitely. That—that's—that's that's the main thing that we were looking for. And again, it was against the MLS club. It was at their home pitch. Nothing, you know, but greatness from this game, too. And I, I think looking at the starting 11, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of these same guys show up on the 7th for our starting 11, too. And I would probably say, like, let's let's have this be our starting 11 on the 7th.
1: Right. And if that's our starting 11, that's great. But also, remember, we, we have not seen Roro yet. We've not seen Roro... Um, get minutes or at least his name within the team sheet so it'll be interesting to see what happens if he plays tomorrow in that uh, meet up with the with the roots but we haven't really gotten an opportunity to see uh, Roro uh, jump in
0: yeah you're right no you bring that up too like it's that's pretty strange why we haven't seen him too. not even I don't even think we saw him in the Reno game right do you recall that
1: I don't recall that but again we weren't there so yeah um, and yeah, the, we had no video <laughs> Yeah, the team news, uh, I did not see his name come across at any point in the in the 120 minutes. I see yeah, – I don't see his name at all. I see that Diaz started, uh, Grinny took over the third period, 11, but never once was Roro's name uh, involved on that team sheet.
0: Oh, that's interesting too. Well, we'll be on the lookout tomorrow. If we don't see him on the team sheet, we'll actually – find out for you guys, for everyone listening to us here and figure out what's going on because that is kind of alarming not, alarming not seeing him on the starting 11 on any game too. So yeah. we might we might do our, our research and figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, and some meaningful quotes from a Coach on, on the team website uh, that he had was, he said, the pleasing thing is things we've been working on, uh, we're starting to see come out. And it was the first time we were able to put a group together and not have it split up in two. So this is your group, right? And that's mm-hmm. coming directly from from Briggs. Uh, we got good minutes for everyone, which is very pleasing, and another step towards opening night. So this could be your opening night team mm-hmm. uh, with that four three three formation. I know I had said earlier uh, in podcast that it was looking at like a five or four five one, and it could still look that way, uh, but it, it's. You know, from conversations in Nine One Six Republic, put it out there that this is a four three three formation. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting too. I'm a fan of a four three three too. So if we go with that, I think it, it could work out. I mean, we saw it work out here in the game too, and so I'd say let's try it for the 29th for the friendly on the 29th too, and and see how how things go from there too. And if it works there too, then hey implemented on the seventh for sure
1: so i mean the 20 the 29th is a little different though in, in my opinion and that that's your that's your first real tune-up you're playing against uh real salt lake monarchs right before your home opener against tulsa i think you're gonna see i think you're gonna see everything i, I think all hands will be on deck for that match and you're gonna see what what is going to be similar to the seventh
0: Yeah, like the the starting 11 might repeat for sure. Yeah, that would actually probably be a good plan. Like you don't want to still be testing things. You want to almost have that final team sheet. Right. So we actually had some sad news, but we kind of already saw this coming in, in previous weeks too. We were just kind of waiting where he would be leaving to, but Mitch actually has left us and signed with San Antonio. So there goes Mitch and our... Experienced defender.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we had talked about, you know, we hadn't heard anything. And they, he was still a free agent, still under contract, whatever it may have been uh, with the Republic. And now we know that he is in San Antonio, um, which is interesting to say because some of the things that I've heard uh, is that in the defensive side of the team, there's the potential for a possible loanee, uh coming in or even an academy player. And I don't know if we talked about it, but when we played Seattle, uh, one of their younger guys, Danny Robles, who's a defender, um, played for our team. Um, who played for Seattle and he joined our squad. He was in our colors, so it'll be interesting to see if we get a lone um, player who takes in that role in the defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting too. I mean, I think it wouldn't hurt. Because it's always good to have um, more players playing in that position too. So, right, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's that's the case there too. Um, another player actually that we haven't really heard much about, and if you guys check like his Wikipedia and just on Google, the Google and all that too, is uh, Kevin Alamon. But if you guys check his page, it still says he plays for Sacramento. So, I'm kind of curious like what's going on there with him. Yeah, that,
1: that I haven't heard anything. Um, you know, in fact, I know we have two trialists on um, that were part of the club or part of the team uh, that played in the third period against Reno with uh, Kieran Jones and Adam Mickelson. Uh, Jones is a Scottish uh, international, and Mickelson just played down the road at Davis. So uh, we have some trialists that are coming in, but nothing uh, in the in the news about anybody who's coming or going uh that signed a contract or even out of contract
0: yeah so yeah that's kind of interesting too i mean i follow him on uh instagram and i have him on facebook too so i might see if he responds to me and reach out and see see if he has any insights on on what's going on or if he, he wants to share that
1: too so yeah you never know some players are more open than others and hopefully we can get a get a good answer too
0: yeah so we'll see there too so so in previous podcasts, I've actually talked about this, but now it's actually a reality. And that's the fact that we actually now have a Facebook group. And if you guys are looking for this Facebook group, it's actually under Sacramento Republic FC fans. You guys search for that or you guys can, if you're on your computer, you could type it in as facebook.com slash groups slash SAC FC. If you guys search it on Facebook, I do have to mention this too, but there's actually two Facebook groups that are actually actually have the same name. <laughs> so if you guys want to join the other group, like go ahead too. I mean, there's more there's more fans on that group at the moment. Um I don't know how often they join. I mean how often they uh, post. So that I'm not a hundred percent sure because I am not actually sure who owns that group. But our group, if you guys highlight it too, you guys will see our uh cover picture and it says FC Podcast there. So Highly recommend you guys join us where we just created that group about a week ago, actually last Saturday. And right now we're at 86 members. So it's growing really quick, but yeah, just come on, check it out, join the discussions and see what we're all up to.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we are always about, um, creating community setting up some, uh, some free and fun, uh, Pickup games here in the areas, and really working towards uh, spending more time with you guys.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we had a question from one of our group members, actually.
1: Yeah. So there's a there was a question from um, from Scott who asked, "Who do you think will contribute to the offense and goal scoring this season, besides Cameron, since he seems to do it all anyways?" And I think today's uh, game really showed what we're going to be looking for as it relates to those offensive. Um, and goal-scoring players, and one of them is going to be Skundrich, in being able to either distribute or get into the play to open it up a little bit more. So uh, Werner, who's always shown the ability to come off the wing and be very dangerous on either the left or the right, and then Formella being able to step in as well. I think you're going to see with this new formation, it's going to be more offensive um, than what we've seen in the past, where we've been more possession, switch the field and kind of start on the wrong foot for most of the time. So I think this year, Scott, I, I think it's gonna you're gonna be impressed with the midfield and kind of those wing attackers that, that the team has going forward and for Mela and Werner.
0: Yeah, I agree too. I mean I think if if we had to just pick one player, my pick would go um to Werner too, because last season we saw all the amazing things he did for us too, and I think this season, you know, he's used to already playing in Sacramento. Like he ha- understands already what some of the other players that are coming back from the previous season too. So definitely, you know, expecting a lot from him, and I think he's really gonna really up his game even more this next season too. So that would be my
1: and when there, there's still a lot of players who who haven't haven't settled with their current club. So it's not out of it's not out of the the realm of possibility that we get a loney who is an attacker who can take some of that pressure off of Cameron and really cement more of that position, uh, either starting or on the bench and helping the team out and contributing right away.
0: And you know, I think we really probably should we should definitely get a lone knee, Um definitely because you know injuries happen, and I know even Cameron had an injury. I think it was last season too, so. We can't, you know, risk it, and I think we should definitely have someone that can just come in, replace him, and in the unfortunate case of having two injuries up front, at least we have another, you know, attack-minded player who, who, you know, plays in that role naturally too. Right. So tomorrow we actually have another friendly. So back-to-back friendlies. Tomorrow we actually play against uh, Oakland Roots, uh, Consumes River,
1: Yeah, so tomorrow uh, afternoon, the Oakland Roots will be uh, at our training facility at This River, where we've been training. I like this. I like the fact that we're playing back-to-back. Legs are going to be a little heavy, but one of the things that we've seen within the CONCACAF Champions League is that the MLS teams who have been in that tournament, who are in that tournament, aren't really having that second half. And I think by... You know, and, I, and I'm using this as an example, by having these back-to-backs, it's really going to help get those legs a little bit more under us so we'll be able to get into the season and uh, be at a level which we should be uh, going forward. And I've always been somebody who says MLS needs to go on the Europe schedule. This is ridiculous. If you, if you watch European soccer um, and you were to take our guys – it's not even fair because they've had so much extra time training. Their legs are there. They're, you know, past mid-season form. And here we go having players um, within the MLS who can't even keep up with with other clubs um, that aren't even close to the same talent level.
0: Yeah, and I think an example of this was like the LAFC against Leon game. Like LAFC was just, they weren't there. And to put it into perspective, not even uh, Carlos Vela was even there it's like he didn't even show up to that game and there was a lot of i think uh people expecting you know to see him actually you know give a good game and he was really completely erased so it's it's, it's a big oh, thing he, too did, yeah
1: did he even play it was almost as though that that team wasn't really the only team that i saw in the champions league that looked like they were at least prepared was new york fc
0: yeah
1: and you know, they, they came out. Um, their coach, Ronnie, was, you know, former Celtic coach. He came out and had his guys ready to play attacking soccer. And they had um, they had the other team on the ropes the entire match. Yeah, they gave up some some goals that shouldn't have been given up. But they looked as though they were in midseason form already. Yeah.
0: It, it all depends on, on training-wise, of course, too. But, I mean, we also saw... Atlanta United tied, tied against um, Otagua, 1-1, two. Yep. And that, to me, was a big shock, too, coming from Atlanta. And then Seattle, too. They tied against Olympia, 2-2. So. Yeah, but
1: I think, I think when you're away and you, you draw 2-2, that's your first game of the year, and you get to go home into that atmosphere in Seattle uh, where the team coming isn't ready for that weather. I, I think Seattle's got a real good shot to, to advance here.
0: Yeah. I add to that, they they got two away goals, and away goals are always really crucial, especially when you're looking at you know final stages of any tournament. So, those, so those are going to be crucial.
1: You know, again, that's why that's why I think the back-to-back friendlies is important. So tomorrow we have the Oakland Roots, or Saturday we have the Oakland Roots um, at Consume This River. It's going to be interesting because actually Jordan Farrell, who was our former academy coach at one time before Briggs uh, came into the picture. He's the head coach in Oakland, so mm-hmm. he has a little from he has some familiarity with the team and the squad. Uh, we also have a former player, Chris Christian, who made fifty six appearances for us. He's now playing for Oakland, and I don't know mm-hmm. what his role is, but I- I'm assuming he he's thirty years old. and I think he may be starting um, for that club in the in the middle of defense.
0: Oh yeah. So. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we were talking about it off air and. It's just really cool to see, you know, a lot of like former, you know, academy coaches or even former staff and the former players just playing still with clubs that are in our local community or even like around the state, too. Like, I think it's it's great. And especially when you get to play against them again, it's you get like a different feeling, you know, when you get to play against a former player.
1: Now, when the former player plays against your team, do you think they have a bit of a, a vengeance against us at that point?
0: Uh, I guess it depends on how, how, they left, <laughs> how they left with the team, too. But I mean, it's always special. And, you know, I, I think being on the player side and just playing against the former team, I think it's always interesting because, you know, you're playing, if, you know, this game was in our stadium, you know, I, you would be playing, right. you know, against, you know, your fans who were cheering you. And now it's the opposite end. And I think there might be a little bit of a motivation, you know, when you get a player. Who, plays against the, their former, yeah. like, supporters crowd. But. From
1: cheers to jeers.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's a bit interesting there, too. So
1: I- I'm excited for the friendly tomorrow. I think that is, I mean, it's the, the, one of the last real tune-ups. Then you go to a full week of, of team-on-team, getting familiar with your movement patterns and positioning. And then the 29th, you you essentially are playing your first real game. It's a live, it's a live exhibition. It's in front of fans. Uh, don't know how many fans are going to show up. I'd love to see. Um, I'll probably reach out to Will or somebody within the media staff and see if they know who's who's who and who's coming, so we know kind of a number idea of what we're playing in front of. But uh, this is the last real quiet tune-up before you you get back to um, you know the the practice of of being against one another and then you go into a real you know and i'll say this is your first game of the year on the 29th against uh against the monarchs
0: yeah it, it'll be interesting too and you know? all and i'm actually checking the team website right now on Ticketmaster to look at tickets and all that too and there is still a lot of tickets there so i mean you can get your ticket of course at any time too but it looks like we might still have a lot of people showing up, especially in the, the mid-seat sections too. So that's it's pretty cool too. And, you know, if you guys are going, I know you're going, right, Jonathan?
1: For the 29th, yes, I will be there.
0: Yeah, so I'm not going, unfortunately. I won't be able to. But tickets start at just $16. So, hey, super cheap. Go get a ticket. Invite a friend. and buy more than a friend. <laughs> like and buy yeah, as many people as you want
1: bring it! bring bring a whole crew and while you're at it make sure you stop at the concession stand and and pick up one of the cool scarves this year done by Roughneck Scarves out of out of Washington. They do a really good job with their scarves and their selection. So please make sure you uh you stop by and pick up one of their awesome scarves for the Republic.
0: Yeah. Plus you know have have your scarf ready for the game on the 7th too and I mean not just the 7th, you know, in this game too, but make sure you have that scarf already because hey, first game at home of the season you got to get a scarf and then once the new jersey is out you got to get the new jersey so got to gear up and be ready for the new season and go out and support the team
1: yeah i don't think we're getting a new jersey man
0: yeah i don't think we're getting a
1: new jersey if if they haven't announced it yet and they haven't gone all all out i'm i'm you know i think we're i think we're what we got
0: you know, unless they use the white jersey they've been using now and they just put UC Davis in front of it and then suddenly wear like the, the Real Madrid from Northern California, then
1: that might happen. Oh, please don't <laughs> please please don't put us in the same. I if there's one team in the world not to emulate, it would be Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> they know, just right?
1: buy they just find they just find ways to buy high um, Champions League and I mean look at I want to I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, bad man. enough that i'm I'm celebrating right now manchester united trying to get into fifth position uh because manchester city can't you know with their financial fair play and here i am celebrating you know again var <laughs> in 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 england um ch- altering a game and kind of an outcome and you know as a manchester united fan chelsea fans if you're listening maguire should have been sent off just saying <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, you guys beat Chelsea earlier, huh? One zero.
1: Oh, see you know, it's the first time since nineteen eighty-eight that we've <laughs> we've won twice in the same year against them. So yes, I will I will take uh and, and if you look at it, it was six nil uh for the year. <laughs> we won four nil first game out, two nil the next, um, even though you know windshield head uh, McGuire scored a goal but shouldn't have been on the pitch. And then some some VAR and, and I actually put a tweet uh out with a poll about should VAR be able to call offsides, sides or should it be the human element? And I was surprised at the number of people who said it should be VAR, um, which was kind of surprising because everybody talks so bad and so poorly of VAR, but yet they still want to keep it in play.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I think with VAR, I mean, the, <laughs> there's both sides to it too, but I think when it comes down to it, most of the fans that talk down upon it are fans that get mad when – they get the wrong call. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's really, I think, when it comes down to it, if a fan knows that your team could have gotten a penalty kick and they got rid of VAR, then suddenly that fan wants VAR back, even though they didn't actually like it. So oh, <laughs> it really depends exactly on the circumstance. What it sounds like. Yep. <laughs> so usually that's what it is. But I like VAR. I mean, yeah, you get kind of mad sometimes when you get the call against. But, I mean... Right. Above all, for the most part, it tends to help a lot with the human error. I mean, I've still seen some bad calls even with VAR, but for the most part, I think it is fixing a lot of things too. And
1: that's. I don't think VAR... VAR does not belong with an offside call. It's either blatant or if it's (laughs) marginal at best, right? I think that play should still be able to go on. I like VAR for, you know, hand of God stuff like Maradona. um, Mm -hmm. But... I would much rather see the human error um, play a more important role in deciding outcomes of, of matches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's always that too. Yeah. And that sparks, you know, the debate and all that too. So it's always, always cool to have debates like that. <laughs> um, so next week we're actually going to have a possible mystery guest. Um, we don't want to reveal too much details on who that may be, but stick around and listen to the podcast, because we are gonna have a mystery guest, and it might be Danny or it might be someone else. no, actually, <laughs> it actually won't be Danny, but Danny might actually still be joining us next week, hopefully, um if he's not still yeah. up in in that parking garage but
1: <laughs> no, he actually just texted me he was he was asleep, so you get a pass you get a pass that dog, apparently the, the dog was keeping him up,
0: oh okay. <laughs> All right. Well, he gets a pass, but next week we're we're reviewing the friendly, so <laughs> we need to get him back on here too. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Be on the lookout for that guest, and should be a fun one. It might be a four four person podcast next week. So look out for that cool. too. Yeah. And so, just to give you guys some insights too, you know, thank you for for listening to us. Like we've actually been listened over 170 times i'm looking at like our stats now but we've actually been listened to 177 times um within the past week we've been listened to 83 times and right now we are at 45 subscribers so thank you very much to everyone you know who's listened to us who's subscribed to us who's you know giving us a comment you know on our group on social media um on the dm like just you know thank you like Me and Jonathan were talking about this off-air, but our podcast is just growing tremendously. And, you know, we're barely like at a month. We haven't been recording for too long. And yet, five episodes with this one down. And, you know, we're doing really good. So, hey, thank you everyone for all the support.
1: And, yeah. Yeah, please make sure you keep giving us those five stars. And if, if there's something that you want to mention or bring up to us, uh send us a direct message, or even throw us a throw us a line on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what we're doing, how we can improve uh what do you want us to talk about because that at the end of the day is what we're trying to to do is is make sure um, you guys are are able to give us input to make us better because we can't do it without you
0: yeah, and keep the questions coming too. i mean if we have to dedicate half an hour of our podcast to answering questions. We'll dedicate half an hour. We just want to get your questions answered. If you guys have comments, get the comments right on there too. So just let us know. And if you guys want to follow us on social, we are actually on social as at FC. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. And again, you could search for our group under Sacramento Republic FC fans. And we are the group that has a little over 80 fans. And so, yeah, you know, check us out there. And also, I always say it in every pod, but please leave us a review whenever, wherever you can leave reviews. I know one of those spots is Apple Podcast. And again, to give you guys some metrics here, too, Apple Podcast is actually the number one channel where we get most of our listens at. So I know a lot of you listen to us on Apple Podcast. And you guys can give us a review. Again, if we deserve five stars, please give us the five stars if possible and leave us a comment um we'll actually also read your comments on air so hey let us know
1: yeah and so also uh i'll be at the park uh next saturday and also on the 7th i've got about 18 stickers left would love to be able to pass those out to you guys um next week while at the park so um i will be at the tailgate and i will be hanging around with the the section 206 Uh, so make sure you find me uh it's hard to miss number 25 with word on the back but definitely uh stop by say hi um you know let let me know how you how you're liking the podcast and, and get a sticker
0: yeah i actually have some stickers too so i'll i'll be giving them out on the 7th of march in the first home game so yeah well thank you everyone for listening to us again and we
1: hope you have a great day cheers everybody